Well, welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. Um, today is Friday, and I am so excited because I have a special guest today, my wonderful husband, Chris. He is here. He's going to join me in encouraging you um, in everything that we know the Lord has placed on our heart. Hello, everyone. So today, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and um, start off just by reading um, a devotion from this morning, and then um, we're just going to talk about it. So it says, with broken hearts in their utter devastation, Israel had nowhere to turn but to Yahweh. They cried out to him for mercy, finally admitting their need for him. And when their repentant cries rang out, the Lord answered them by raising up yet another champion deliverer. Sometimes it takes us until we are completely overwhelmed to admit our need for God's help. Oh, that it weren't so that we would choose to trust him and depend on him before our hearts are broken open in devastating loss. He is mercifully near all who call on him. Our pain is not a punishment. It is an indicator of our need for God's help. May we cry out to God no matter where we are today. He is ever so near and he will answer us. And so I just wanted to read that because sometimes we don't, really think about the power of just um, starting our day and partnering with God and everything that we do. Um, It's something that I've learned this past year, you know, Chris, our girls, just to partner with him first thing in the morning. And our lives can get so chaotic sometimes that we just jump up and we, we, um, you know, decide to just run out of the house with our daily tasks and our chores and the things that need to get done. It's so routine and we forget to take the most important part of us with us, the most important person in our life, you know, which is God, the one that is going to protect us, that is going to take care of us, that's going to walk with us and guide us and lead us. And and then we end up trying to do everything on our, on our own, um, in our own strength. And then we find out we don't have very much strength at all. And so um, I just found that that was so powerful and we don't think about it. Um so what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, as you read the the devotion that's there, it, it asks us to trust God instead of trusting in our leaning into our own understanding. I think we're in a season right now where God definitely wants us to trust him in all things. And that means in everything that we did not even think that we should trust him in because we've been so used to leaning to our own understanding in our routine and in our discipline, our daily discipline, our routine, whether we get up in the morning, we have a shower, we brush our teeth, hopefully, and then we go to work and do the same routine over and over again. In that, that's an automatic pilot. There is no trust that's there. We trust that we don't get hurt. We trust that we don't have any accidents during that day, but we're on automatic pilot. Well, when God, I guess, in a say, disrupts that, routine and says, Hey, I have something new and different for you. Will we at that point, when we finally get into a position, a quiet place where we hear his voice, will we trust him? Because automatically when God finally gets our attention and he says, Hey, I have something different for you. He is going to require for us to sacrifice something that is different from our routine. He's going to pull us out of that routine and have us to step out on faith. Are we going to trust him wholeheartedly at that point? 
now that he has our attention. So, I mean, I can go on, but go ahead, Jen. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of what you, you share is, I know I've come home and I've shared with you before about um, different situations. You know, when I'm at the grocery store, I have to run some errands or do things like that. And there's constantly people that are just always in a hurry. They always have somewhere to get to, you know, faster than, than what they expect. They, um, they're rude. They're tired. They're frustrated. They're angry. Um, I can be standing in line at the grocery store and people behind me huffing and puffing because the person in front of me is taking too long. And my attitude these past several years has been, do you need to go ahead of me? Cause if you're in a hurry, go ahead. And just by making a statement like that, it kind of stops them and makes them think about their attitude enough to say, Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. It's just, you know, the, I, I gotta be somewhere. So then go ahead of me. And it's in that rush and that chaos that the rest of their day, they're just miserable because they didn't just slow down for a moment. Um, recently, I've had situations where, you know, I, I stop and actually do things that may seem like an inconvenience. And when I step away from my schedule and I do that thing that seemed like an inconvenience, God ends up moving or blessing in some way with, you know, whoever it is that I may encounter or whatever incident it was, it always ends up being a blessing because I took time to just do what I knew he was pressing on my heart to do. Yeah, a lot of times that's a, that's a way that God is trying to interrupt our schedule so he can get our attention. It's usually in the irritating things that we don't expect, the things that are what we call inconveniences or out of schedule. And then that's what frustrates us. But then we take a step, like you said, back and we see, you know what? God showed up in that situation, interrupted that flow that I'm used to, and now he has my attention. Now, at that point in time, we have a decision. Do we pursue him even further? Because we know at that point that God is trying to get our attention for something different than what we're used to. And he may have another adventure. He may have another assignment. He may have something completely different. But I guarantee you, if we do not take that time to really seek the face of the Lord at that point when he interrupts our daily routines and our schedule, then we will continue that frustration gap or that cycle where we just continue on doing the very thing that he wants to pull us out or away from. And it doesn't get any better. God has a unique way of getting our attention, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. Um I've heard lots of stories of, you know, people who have been delayed in their mornings and um, as they are leaving late for work already, they encounter an accident and they find out that the accident just took place a few moments before, which would have been the time that they were originally leaving, you know. And so we have to begin to understand that life happens. And when life happens, if we just go with the flow of what God has allowed to happen. You know, maybe you couldn't find your keys. Why get frustrated and angry about it? Maybe, um, you know, you were getting your child ready and they forgot something and you had to go back and get it. It's those little things that we say, you know what? It's okay. There's no reason for me to get upset. There's no re I'm not perfect. I can't do everything on my own. And I think that's what, what the point that we're trying to, to really focus on is that we can't do anything on our own. Yet we've been taught and trained to do the best job possible and do it to the best of your ability. And you have to be excellent in everything and you have to be on time for everything. And 
it just has to be perfection. And so if we, if anything messes up in our life, we feel like a failure, right? Like we talk about social media, how everything seems perfect in pictures and seems perfect in posts and you don't really see what's going on in the background. Um, it doesn't mean that their life is perfect. That's just the part they wanted you to see. Yeah. The, um, going back to what you said before about starting our day off with God and trusting God and partnering with God, that is the beginning of the interruption cycle of our routines on a daily basis. Um, the words is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto us. We always pray and we ask God to guide our steps, guide our, but then we take that away from him when we get right into that routine that we're used to. But if we start that day earnestly with that prayer, asking God to be able to guide our steps, to, to lead us into new things, to lead us into his will, his perfect and divine will being done, that I'd guarantee you, if we earnestly believe that, if we, we, we desire that, God will definitely do it. And when he does it, we have to, when we pray, I'll just say it this way, when we pray, we cannot put God in a box believing that God is going to operate this way in our lives or do this, and but he's not going to do that when it comes to our purpose or when it comes to something that he's speaking or telling us to do. That wasn't God. That was not, no, because God would not ask you to do that. Well, if you ask God earnestly to show you what it is that he wants you to do, and it's outside of your understanding, then why would you question whether or not that was God? If you earnestly at the beginning of the day said, God, I'm going to a partner with you to be able to do something according to your will for my life. Why would you think that you're smarter than God and put him in a box? So it all starts at the beginning when we say, God, we are partnering with you. We are leaning not to our own understanding. We're seeking your face first to understand what it is that you want us to do outside of our box. Because you created the box. So what does that mean for us today? Well, here's a question for you. What what would be the reason why people question would question what it is that God is telling them to do? Because they, un, they think it's familiarity. They think that they know God. And therefore, they think that they know God in the sense where God can only tell. He's always in the past told me to do this, but not that. He's always in the past told me to do this because that's my limitation. That's my understanding. That's my comfort zone. That's what I'm used to when it comes to God. God is always operating this way. Well, if we understand the definition of faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And then also the word of God says that we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. There's a progression that goes there. There's a progression because perfected faith also challenges you in how you see God. God already knows you. He created you. So if God wants to perfect your faith, he's going to challenge you to think from his perspective and not from your box. So every day that we get up and we partner with God, it's always a progression. We're always looking to perfect our faith, get stronger in our faith, and that requires God's going to ask you, okay, if you want it, then this is what I require for you to do. 
And it's never more than you can bear because God already has it planned out. He already knows what you need in order for you to be able to go to that next level in your faith. But it will take you outside of your comfort zone or your perfect or what you think is your level or your your boundary. I can't go there because that's not God. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a big part of that, too, of what you just said is our personal relationship with him, too, is knowing our daddy. Um, one of the one of the examples that popped in my head when you were speaking was um, the day you put the girls in the truck and you told one of them to get in the front driver's seat. They had never, they had never driven a car or truck or anything. They're looking at you kind of crazy. Like, I don't want to do this. And you're, you're telling them, just trust me. I'll tell you what to do. You know, and they did, they drove that truck around the block and came back and drove it again and learned how to back it up all within what, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was just being able to say, trust me. Although they didn't know what was going to happen, um, they had fear. They were a little bit anxious about it, you know, like, oh, my goodness, I hope I, I hope I don't crash this truck. I think one of them said that. <laughs> and all you had to say was just trust me. I'm going to tell you what to do. Just do what I tell you to do. And that's our relationship with God is that he'll tell us something we don't quite understand. And he's saying, just trust me. Trust me. I'm not going to let anything, anything happen to you. It may not look like it's going in the direction that you expected it to go, but just trust me, everything's going to be okay. Um, and that right there is a powerful picture, you know, of just getting rid of the outside noise. I think that's another thing too. A lot of people focus on the stories and the testimonies of how God did something in somebody else's life, which is powerful. The, the testament, the whole point of the testimony is to be able to share how great God is. But it doesn't mean he's going to do it the same way in your situation. He's going to respond with the same power, but he may do it in a different way. Well, it's like what we said before about getting outside of your box or your sphere or your thought process, your mindset. Christ's mindset sets you free. And when you're set set free through Christ, then you should take all of the limitations off Anything that holds you back in your mindset, what you think God is going to do or how he's going to do it, take it, take it away. Because God could do anything and everything and, and all in one in the same situation, anything and everything. So with that, we have an open mind. It's like a child when, when um, Christ talked about when you come to me, you must, or when you come into the kingdom, you must come as a child. If we look at that situation, how does a child, a child, child has no judgments, prejudgments, inhibitions, fears, or doubts. If we're supposed to go and go enter into the presence of God that way, then we should have no limitations, no box. We put ourselves or God in believing for everything and fearing nothing. And it's easier said than done, but it starts with us partnering with God every morning and just mm -hmm. saying, God, have your way. Right. That was a big thing for us to learn this past year and um, past couple of years, actually. But I think growing up for me, even just partnering with God, I didn't I didn't have a full understanding of what it meant to partner with him. I knew what it meant to pray and to talk to him. But even then, growing up as a... Um, you know, a child and a teenager in those years in the church, prayer time was like 30 minutes to an hour on your knees 
at a certain time during the day. And I really didn't learn that prayer was just talking to him all day long, you know, um, just having a conversation with him. And we laugh because sometimes, you know, it might be, Oh Lord, help me in a situation where we're just kind of frustrated, but it's really just getting up and saying, good morning, Lord, you know, I love you. And, um, just walk with me today. Just a, a simple, simple word to him. And then you may be doing something else later on that morning, you know, getting your breakfast and just, just talk to him just at, at different times throughout the day. Whenever he pops into your heart, it's like a loved one, you know, when, um, when you and I are dating or even when you're working and I get a thought about you or you get a thought about me, we'll text each other or I'll mm-hmm. pick up the phone and say, Hey, what are you doing? You know, well, how's your day going? And, it's the same relationship, even more, that we should have with our Father in Heaven, that every time we think about Him, just talk to Him. Just tell Him, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for helping me through, you know, whatever frustrating time I was having earlier. Or forgive me, Lord, I didn't mean to act that way. You know, and it's just those little conversations that are so much more than that um, routine that is drilled into us, you know, when we're growing up and thinking that, we have to have a set time to talk to God. That's the only time he's penciled us in, you know, that's our hour. We better take it. Yeah. And and see, that is the uh, evidence of separation from the noise in the world into more of a hear, ear that's tuned to the voice of God and wanting to hear his voice. He knows that he, he feels that. And he's like, my child is trying to pursue me. It's all about putting it from, the perspective of a child, because as we are parents, for those that have children, know their child's voice. It doesn't matter if it's across the room and there's other noise and stuff going on. You can pinpoint the voice of your child and you know your child is crying out. So you will focus on that and you'll do whatever it is you need to do to get to your child because you hear their voice. God is even greater than that when it comes to his attention to his children as well. And so when we focus on that and focus on the fact that my father in heaven is listening for me and we, I need to listen to him as well. Then there's a communication that is connected between the two through Jesus Christ. And that connection that we have, the enemy tries to come in, of course, and tries to distract us and whatever. But when we are focused, starting off with the first of our morning, to partner with him, to listen and hear his voice, then we are tuned in through the rest of the day. There will be distractions. But even in that time, because we started our day off saying, God, I want to partner with you. You are my father. I need to hear your voice. I need to listen to you. That makes it that much easier for us to go through the, to get through the obstacles and refocus when those distractions come in because the enemy will come in, mm-hmm. but it'll make it easier to be able to get right back on track and say, God, what is it that you would have me to do today? Or what, what do you want me to say? Right. Right. Um, what was it that the devotion said about, um, you know, the punishment is not there to, I mean, the, what did it say? I'm going to have to open it back up. But the, the, um, what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of things that happen in our day. Life is not perfect, right? Where we are, it says, um, our pain is not a punishment. It's just an indicator of our need for God's help. We inflict that own pain on ourselves. You know, we, um, 
uh, I got to share this one story. I had two friends several years ago. We would meet and the, the kids would play at the playground. And one of the ladies was always so positive, always positive. I mean, she was just, uh, the best way I can tell you is the other woman said, why does she always, and this phrase is going to sound funny, but it's the way it came out. Why does she always seem like she's farting rainbows, right? <laughs> and it was a, it makes you laugh, but the other woman was so bitter and so angry. Like she couldn't stand that our other friend was always in a good mood, always smiling, always, you know, seemed like she was having a wonderful day. But I knew her personally, the one that was always smiling. And I knew she had her struggles and I knew she had moments during the day where she would cry and she would cry out to God and she would be praying for her family, you know, for her husband and her kids and that God would protect them and provide for them. And But yet here she was with a smile on her face because she chose to have joy in who her father was, knowing that he was going to take care of her. But it doesn't mean we don't have moments where we break down, right? Because we just feel um, like we've been defeated at times. But But her positivity and encouragement always kept me uplifted. Even knowing she was struggling, it kept me uplifted. And the other woman just could not understand that. And so it's like we, we want to inflict this own pain on ourselves, and we want to just be miserable when we could walk our day out with the joy of the Lord, even through those painful moments, you know, because he's going to continue to refill our cup. Right. But if we don't allow him to, and we just keep dumping it out, keep pouring it out and just giving it away and, and just spewing out, you know, whatever frustration and hatred and anger we have. He's, we're not allowing him to refill us and asking him, please fill me back up because I'm so empty right now. I need to be filled by you. We go off and we let everything else fill us up, yeah. you know? And so um, I'm very grateful that I have your encouragement every day, you know, and, and that's why we're on this podcast because Chris and I want to be able to, to be an encouragement to you guys and to remind you. Life is not always going to go the way that that you expect it to. But the one person that will get you through it is our Father in Heaven. Not you, not anybody else. There may be people in your life that are there to help you, to encourage you. But God, the Father, is the one that is going to walk with you and carry you through those moments if you would just let Him. And so um, we just want to lift you up right now and just... just, Well, let me say this real quick before you get... um get to your prayer. Um, also the father in heaven through Jesus Christ. And it's amazing because even through, uh, Jesus, our Lord and savior, he had an expected end before the beginning. God knows our, God knows our ends before the beginning. Matter of fact, he created the end before the beginning. So he knew what it was that he wrote out for our lives, what the plan was, what he, what he wanted. The only thing we need to do is say yes and amen because he's already said it. His, everything is yes and amen. So if we partner with him and say yes and amen, his expected end will be our destiny, will be our steps that we take every single day. And so if we partner with him and say, God, I want you to guide my steps according to your perfect will and your plan. He's already gotten written out. Written out. So it's not a situation where we're guessing and trying to figure out what it is that God has for us. We just say, God, 
This is a journey. It's an adventure. Um, we may have our own expectations and we may get confused a lot of times because we outthink you, but we know our plan is for good, that your plan for us is for good and that we just need to trust you and enjoy the ride. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Would you want to close this out in prayers? We just pray for everybody that is listening, um, that they're just, they're just lifted up in their spirit. No. Okay. Let us go before the Lord father in Jesus name. Thank you for whoever's listening to this podcast. Lord, we pray that they would be lifted in uh, your spirit. Lord, father, God, uh, we also pray in Jesus name that uh, wherever there's a need for healing, that by the stripes, that you bore on the cross, we were healed, knowing that this time and this day of restoration or healing that is needed would come. And so you, by your divine plan, said that I am, my the stripes that I'm taking on my back and the stripes that I took on the cross and the cross that I bore for you is for your healing your healing that has yet to come or is yet to be needed in the future. So it was already done. So Father, the only thing, and I pray for everyone that's listening, the only thing that everyone needs to do in this situation that is in need of healing is say, Father, give me what you've already provided for me to have so that I can be healed. It's not a question where you have to conjure something up or you have to, you know, make something special uh, that is something that is out of the ordinary. You already provided it. You already thought of it. It was already done when you did it on the cross. So, Father, give me my healing. I pray for it, Lord, because you gave it to us already when you died on the cross. I pray for healing over everyone that's indeed of healing. I pray, Father God, for, and we pray in agreement for everyone that is in need of revival in their spirit, for the love that is a healing balm, Lord. And Lord, just to embrace your love every single day, Father God, is a a healing that restores all things, Lord. Restores everything that we feel like we have lost or missed or, Lord, that void that we're trying to fill with everything else in the world. It's your love that fills those holes and those voids. It's your love that saturates us, that makes us feel covered and comforted, Lord, and gives us the foundation of faith that we need to believe for even more. It's a progressive faith for a love that is everlasting and enduring. Father, we love you and we thank you for that. We pray for each and every individual again, uh, Lord, Father God, for uh, prosperity and Father God, for possession and uh, provision. You are perpetual, Father God, in giving us everything that we need as long as we believe. Lord, the only thing that stops us from receiving that perpetual positioning and blessings, Lord, of provision is our lack of belief, Lord. We need to believe that our Father in heaven created everything and owns everything and that you created us, you fearfully and wonderfully made us, we are a part of you, and you love us unconditionally. So what you have for us, we receive today. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 And just remember, his promises are yes and amen. All you have to do is receive it. Just receive it. 
He's already given it to us, like Chris just prayed. He has already promised it to us. Just receive it. And so we just want to tell you guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening today. We will see you back here on Tuesday for our business and entrepreneurship podcast. And then back here next Friday for more encouragement. Um, go ahead and drop us some comments. Let us know, you know, how this touched your heart. And we will talk to you again soon.